Welcome back to Let's Get Merry, the wedding and event podcast. Hey, Sam. Hi, Mia. Long time no talk. How are you doing? I'm good. I know. It's been a minute. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Guess what came in the mail today? Um, your food delivery on time. No, I had to go get it and I... That's why I was late to podcasting. Sorry about that. But no, the the banana eye cream from Ole Henriksen. Ooh, yes. And I used it this morning. And I have to say, day one, like, you know, I think we're on a good under eye journey here. Yes. It is the start of a good relationship. I'm excited for you. (laughs) I bought so many like under eye things in the last couple of weeks. Like packages are just like constantly coming. I know. I feel like in the beginning of quarantine, like a year ago at this point, I would just have packages come every single day. It was like, Joel's like, what are you ordering? I don't understand. Yeah. It was a really good week for packages in this house. Like it was like every day I had like stuff coming. It's the best. It's also like, it's a little bit of a surprise because you don't know exactly when it's coming and you're like, oh, you know, it's a little treat. Yeah. It's like you forgot what you ordered too. Then it's like, oh, you got yourself a little gift. Do you have the um, shop app? Shop app? No. <gasps> oh my gosh. You have to download the shop app. Um, shop app sponsor us. Do I though? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So anytime you order something and like you get a confirmation email or you get a, your, your whatever just shipped, it aggregates it into this app. And so then you have everything in there. You see the trap, you see the shipping um, <gasps> times for everything. It's amazing. So last Saturday I was like, I have something coming on Monday. I have something coming on Tuesday. And then if I have like if I'm sending a gift to anyone or um, like my mom's dress for my wedding was like um, in limbo and I was so excited for her to try it and like try different dresses that like I was tracking when those are arriving to her. And it's just all in one place. And if you have your phone on that, it has like the most satisfying little ding when something arrives. So I'm like, oh, I have to run down to the package room. This is so exciting. <laughs> Okay. The shop. So I thought you were going to say it's like honey or something like that and like gives you incentive. That is awesome though. I love that. Yeah. It's so great. It's a purple app. It just says shop. It's like, it's the one by Shopify. So it's so great. (laughs) You're downloading that for sure. Perfect. Oh my goodness. All right. Sam, what are we drinking? Okay, so today I was kind of taking off the vibes of like good weather, even though it's a little chilly today. We are drinking a coconut margarita. Very, It's a little different. It's a little strange, but it's going to be four ounces of your favorite tequila, um, two ounces pineapple juice, two ounces light coconut milk, and then you're going to use fresh lemon juice and salt your rim. Cheers. Cheers. God, I'm excited for margarita season. Oh, I love. So truthfully, this is something we went out to dinner with my dad this past weekend. And I was like, dad, this is a you drink. It was called the Montauk Margarita or something like that, where we were. I was like, you have to have this. I would never think to put coconut in a margarita, but it makes so much sense after having it. It's so good. So good. When it was so nice last week, I kept thinking, oh, we're so close to margaritas. We're so close to margaritas. So this is kicking us off and it's supposed to be nice next week when this podcast episode comes out. So hopefully people on the East coast can maybe make a marg and enjoy along with, with this episode. So good though. Exactly. I love that. Did you do um, anything to get outside last week with the good weather? So I, um, I actually, I have a half coming up this coming up weekend. So I was just 
running. I was logging, logging some miles, but um, yeah, that was really it. Nice. Yeah. It was so nice out. And I feel like um, just like you get reinvigorated to run in general when you like return to being outside or return to running in general, if you um, hate the treadmill or something during the winter. Yeah, no, completely agreed. And I just think like, we've said this so many times, but just getting outside and what's the phrase that your mom says, put your face to the sun. Yes, exactly. It makes such a difference. It totally does. You know, it's funny. One of my friends texted me this week. She goes, was that your mom's quote? Can you write it out again? So it's funny. I feel like everyone's referencing it. And even if yeah. it's like through the window, if it's like, oh, it was cold today, but it was, it was nice blue skies. I was like, all right, get my face out there. Like get some, yeah. get some vitamin D, whether it's like working or not. It like psychologically feels like I was getting some vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. All right. So episode 20. 20. Can you believe it? We've been doing 20 of these now. Yeah, that's pretty. I didn't, that like didn't dawn on me until you just said that. No, just until we said it out loud. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> but all right. So today we're talking about what to save on and what to splurge on. We'll kind of go through a list of wedding expenses and share our thoughts on whether it's important for you to just shell out the cash or kind of keep close to your budget. Okay. I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this. And I was running through our list a little bit and um, I thought it was going to be all saves, but I have some splurges in there. So I'm excited for okay. this. I'm excited for this. All right. All right. Um, Let's get into it. Okay. I'll let you start. All right. Dress. Splurge within reason. Ooh. I'm just going to say splurge. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, day of jewelry. Um, I'm kind of like half and half on this. I think it, you know, I think like when I think of that, so sorry, let's just keep it simple. I would say save if you, I would say you could save here. I agree. I think that there is, if you have tried and true jewelry that like you love, like you don't need to go out and get something crazy, um, just because it's your wedding. Like if you have something that's in your jewelry box or something from family, like that's just as great as like getting something new and fancy for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say like, if you're gifted something from your family or like, you know, it's like a family heirloom, like use that as like a, you know, thing. Okay. Yeah. Rings. Splurge again, but with within reason. I'm going to say splurge. <laughs> Why? Um, because for me, I think we've, we've touched on this like a few times. Like it's something that you'll be wearing you know, knock on wood, everything hoping like for the rest of your life. And so you want to truly love it and you don't want to compromise. And I think if you have to compromise, maybe it's something that like you have a conversation of maybe we upgrade, you know, or, or whatever it is, but just like love what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, it's like an investment piece essentially. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shoes. This one's hard for me. Um, Oh, I'm going to say splurge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, splurge, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, what are you, I like, I look at your wedding shoe as, like, the time where you can get, like, the shoe that you've always been wanting. And, like, it's this special shoe, right? Like, you're not going to wear it all the time, but, like, you have it and, like, you know. Yeah, it's true. It goes hand in hand with the dress. If you're going to exactly. not necessarily save with the dress, 
like you can do that with the shoe. But I will say if you are looking for a particular designer, like there are ways to, I don't know how we feel about thrifting shoes, you know, that's kind of, eh. but like in general, if there is a really expensive designer, something, whether it's dress or jewelry or, or shoes, like there are ways to go to like lux- luxury thrift route to like splurge, but like save, save on the splurge. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if like the real, real, like I think shoes might be a little harder, but like to that end, like the real, real is out there. They have like a ton of like luxury um, places, like you were saying, that will be able to obtain that, but at an affordable cost. Mm -hmm. Did you see that the real, real is a brick and mortar in Greenwich now? I didn't see that. I know that they have one in the city. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's on Greenwich Ave. I went in last weekend. (laughs) That's dangerous to know. you probably shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> um, okay, venue. Save because no matter what the save is, it's going to be a splurge, I feel like. Okay, that's fair. I would say this, I'm torn here. So like, yeah, you, you like you can save, but I also think like for me, like this was the most obviously expensive piece that of, of our wedding and there was so much that came within that. So like if there's like the caterer and everything involved in that, like you can splurge a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of a friend was asking uh, how much, how much should the site fee be? And I said, well, if it's not a raw space, sometimes they'll still charge you a site fee, but like mm-hmm. you won't necessarily have to splurge on the actual place, you know, right, like, right. yes, it's like, a huge chunk of your overall wedding cost. Um, So in that sense, it's a splurge kind of no matter what, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to get married at the plaza. Like that's what I mean by that. Right. 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 Okay. Caterer. Um, I'm going to say splurge within reason. Yeah. Agreed. Splurge because food is important. Yeah. You don't want people having like shitty food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Open bar. Splurge. Yeah. I feel like we're just splurging all over, but I promise this list will get more like <laughs> in depth. But like, you don't want a shitty bar. Like you want like, I don't know, you don't want terrible alcohol that's going to leave everyone, you know, even more hungover than intended. Or, you know, you just want to be able to to have a variety. Mm-hmm. We've all been to those events where it's like the house wine is like really not great or there's no Prosecco and it's just kind of a bummer. And it's funny, we were chatting about our open bar options for our wedding. There's like a lower level and a higher level. And we were looking at it with friends and they said, what's wrong with the lower level? Like, I don't see a problem. And we were looking and he said, yeah, maybe not. And then I bounced it again past my sister and she was like oh my god no like look at some of these details in here and that's where someone like yourself or my sister who knows her wines way more than I do you're gonna know the difference versus if you're just like me like okay like this tastes good or like this doesn't taste good like you wouldn't necessarily realize like okay people who actually do care about what they're drinking like can tell you skimped on this you know yeah, and I would also say like if you if you're gonna do an open bar, which I think we've all kind of like set our like stance on on how we feel about that here, but like also offer variety, right? So there's one thing is like beer and wine, and that's that's one thing. But if you're gonna go as far as having like a full open bar, also make sure that there's a variety. I know like we 
as in Mia and I don't like certain things. We, we, we're tequila drinkers. We like champagne. We'll drink wine, you know, things like that. But I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been to places and how many times I'm talking like twice. We've been to weddings that they don't have. I don't want to be wine drunk the whole time and champagne, you know, I got to switch off. So I, I would go to tequila and they don't have it. Um, so I've had to like switch to like gin or something like that. That's just a terrible story. So <laughs> yeah, it's like you are getting dressed up for an event. You're spending money on being there. You want to drink the tequila that you want to drink. And I think that's okay. Right. right. Yeah. And I would just say like covering off on all like alcohols that, that are available, you know, like the major ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Florist. Save. I knew we were going to disagree on this. <laughs> Just because, he, yeah, yeah. You and I like very different flowers, you know? Yes, we do. There's, without saying too much about my own wedding, there's things that I like that don't necessarily need to be a splurge. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would say to that end, the way that the style that I very much was adapted to was more of the expensive side of of what I wanted. Um, But I also think like the florals, if you can't do it, you know, a certain way and you're not craftier or handy or anything like that, this is a way for you to really like elevate your venue. Um, So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I saw a lot of people with their mini ceremonies this year really go over the top on florals. I think we chatted about this in mm-hmm. one of our yeah. episodes. And so, yeah, it, like that's somewhere that I think a budget could be adjusted toward if you are reducing numbers or yeah. kind of switching up something or doing like a private wedding day, like Noah and Chandra, like she had a beautiful bouquet. Um, and like there was, there, there was probably more of a budget not having to feed a hundred other people um, that she like treated herself to this beautiful bouquet and like the dogs had their florals on them too, you know? Right. Right. Okay. Photographer. Save because I will save. Save. Yeah. Why? There's so many good photographers out there that yes, you can find like, you know, you can find a photographer within reason with the same aesthetic that you want. And I guarantee you it's maybe because they're starting out or they're smaller, or they're, they're self-employed. Um, don't just write them off because, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, just don't write them off because of, you know, you feel like they're not part of a huge association or um, don't have that crazy ticket price or whatever it is. Totally. That's a good, that's a really good point. I think that a lot of vendors are either around a couple thousand or they are around six, seven, eight thousand. Right, right. And it's good to sit back and say, can you find someone in both price ranges that you like? Exactly like you said, like mm-hmm. they're like, it's, you hit the nail on the head. You can find people that you really enjoy and have a great connection with um, on the lower side. Not everything has to be bigger is better. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Videographer. Save. Save. When I once had a coworker who said, oh, I just feel like, a cheaper videographer is just like not as good. And I just, again, I think you just need to dig and find someone and and we have great recommendations. If someone listening to this is looking for photographers or videographers in that lower price range, um, mm-hmm. 
they're, they're really not necessary to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars when we have people who are going to be responsive and respectful and like do awesome work. And I have to say, like, I did not, like, as much as I'm like, you have to have a video out, you know my stance and how I feel with the videographer. Like, I think it's important. Um, we did not spend nearly as much as, as what I've seen that they can be. And we love, I mean, we don't watch it every single day or anything, but, like, our video was such great quality. We The turnaround time, the communication, everything was just so well done. And it was so affordable after kind of looking at the other competitors out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. DJ. Mm, safe? Safe. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. I think if as long as you can like push someone in like, I want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. Yeah. You know, you it's going to be an okay situation, especially if they come recommended from us or from someone you know. You're fine. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, banned. That I would say, if you want a band, you should probably splurge. Yeah, I, I, I guess because like, what is this? A cheaper band? I don't know. I'm, I'm like torn on this one. But I also didn't have a band, and I've like never really wanted a band, so like I, I can't really like conceptualize. Yeah, I don't know. I would say that saving on a band makes me nervous. You know, it's talent, you know, you wouldn't want to like have the cheapest, cheapest option if you're, what's another, like anyone performing, you know, you don't want like, (laughs) I don't, I don't even know. Right. So, okay. Bachelorette. Um, I would say it depends on the person, but you can save here. Yeah. I'd say you definitely want to be cognizant of what other people will have to spend without giving up what you want though. And I think that is a great, great point because I think me, and I think we've had conversations about this, me being one of the first ones out of my friend group to have a bachelorette and have a wedding, I did really kind of take onus and and didn't want a lot of it to rely on other people because people were just establishing themselves. And so I kind of took on a little bit more of the spend just because I wanted people to come and enjoy themselves. But I think you have to be really conscious of this is an ask. And while everyone can easily say no, um, you know, if they, if you're invited, you're going to want to go and um, just being conscious of what people can afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Lighting. Save. Save. So I'm talking about like lighting your space and like up lighting that you can do like in corners of the room or like on the sweetheart table or something like that. I, I, like, I think you don't necessarily need to do it. Maybe your space kind of requires it, but I think it's a little bit unnecessary for most venues. Yeah, I think a lot of venues already have something kind of provided. I know DJs can kind of provide um things we had like a customized um thing that kind of went on the tent that I really like but it wasn't it wasn't expensive um and also when I think of lighting I think of like candlelight like your table candles and everything like that um and that's very easy to save on too um yeah 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 great point um I think that you should when you are walking through a space and finalizing one you should ask them or maybe even try to come back like later in the day 
Um, so you can see what does the lighting look like? Cause I'm thinking of one particular venue where they did have like, they hired a lighting company and they did like a spotlight on this and a spotlight on the, the dance floor and spotlight on that. So, um, but I'm curious, like what would have been there if they hadn't brought lighting in? Cause I think it would have been okay. And it also really is important to remember if you were doing any lighting install and floral install, you need to make sure that those two vendors are communicating ad nauseum with each other because they're going to be fighting for ceiling space, which has right. happened and it's, it gets challenging. And then also, even though they're on the ceiling, there's all the stuff that needs to happen down below. So that can be like very, uh, very much a logistical nightmare if you are not organized and, and haven't chatted with your coordinator about it. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Okay. Invites. Um, splurge. Save. Why splurge? this is something that I think you can definitely splurge on. It's something that will set the tone for your wedding, um, whether you want gold foil or handmade paper, calligraphy, and I opted for all of the above. But um, <laughs> but I think that this is something that you also, it's a keepsake, right? It's something that, you know, is really nice to have and you want to remember your day by. Um, but by no means is there something you have to splurge on. I just think it's a nice, nice to splurge. Yeah, I get that. This is something that I think you can definitely save on there. It's, it reminds me of the photographer videographer argument of there definitely can be nice options that don't have to break the bank there. Menus. Save. Save. We were just chatting about this, that if our venue doesn't even require it, if people have made their decisions before, I don't even think you need them. Yeah, so like we made our decision, but we still provided a menu because if there was any allergies or things like that, like we did have like a a line of like if you if you're a vegetarian or you have allergies, like please speak to your your server kind of thing. Um, I think it's a, ni a nice to have, but I don't think you need it. It is good to remember with something like a menu that you not only have now have a centerpiece or something on the table, you have a table number you have a menu, just think about that you do have a lot of things on that table. So right. factor that in when you are mulling over what your tables at your reception are going to look like. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ceremony programs. Save. Save. Did you do programs? Nope. I did not. Yeah. I think you can definitely save on ceremony programs. Um, there is a inexpensive, nice way to still do them if you want to do them. And if you don't want to do them, there is no love lost. 100%. I completely agree. Guest check-in gift. So this, I just want to like level set because I, I think we were kind of trying to figure out how to explain this. This is when your guests check into your hotel and they often get some kind of gift that upon check-in. I'd say save. Um, I say save just because you can you can do something really really nice and you can do it yourself and i can contest to this because i did um i think like to this day maybe not to this day but like there were several people checking in at my hotel during our wedding weekend and they had all the gifts lined up and i curated like these beautiful apple baskets with wine and just everything and apples and um very upstate new york and compared to everything it, it looked the nicest, but I knew that I did it myself. And like I, the wine was like, we, we bought it in bulk. Like everything was bought in bulk and it, it was done at an affordable cost. I think we need a meeting after this because we're not sure I if we're going to, 
Right. I'm, we're not sure we're going to do something because it just feels like it adds up so fast. But like, that sounds so lovely. You had, you gave people full-size wine bottles? Of course. Full-size <laughs> wine bottles, two bottles of Voss. We did like the hangover cure pack. And then we did our favorites. So we've got candy in from Sweden and then like my favorite cookies, so, like his and her favorites. And then just like snacks and, and apples. And I put grass in it as what like um hay kind of in it with some dried um, pompous grass and just made it really um, something. We'll, we'll, we'll connect after this because I will happily do your best for you. <laughs> that sounds so nice. Okay, takeaways, gifts at the end of the night for, for the guests. I think you can save here. I agree, save. Okay. You had, really, you had a really nice gift though. Yeah, we did maple syrup from the venue, um, and I think I think they were like two dollars each thing, which could get up there, you know. But like, it was you can also do like do it yourself stuff, or like I've seen people do like really cute succulents and things like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, and we've talked about how uh, a version of saving for this is also donating yes. to a charity in lieu of a gift, and you can have a sign near your guest book that says it, or you can say it in your thank you speech. Um, if you don't want to do something, I, I really like, if you are going to do something, having the connection from the reception to yes. to the gift, just like you did. I think that's like the perfect way to do it if you're going to do a gift. Yeah, I agree. Um, seating cards. Save. Save as well. You got that beautiful window. Tell everyone what you yeah. did. So we, oh my gosh, I don't know how I thought of this idea. I thrifted like a really old school window pane from a antique shop upstate by my dad's upstate house. Um, and it was just really like weathered, I would say. We had to replace all of the glass, but my mom has beautiful handwriting. Um, and she actually wrote, so each pin, there was each, each window pane was one table. So there was 12 tables. We had, a, you know, a hundred people. It was smaller. Um, but my mom wrote in each window pane, um, the table. I had no idea that was your mom. I thought you hired an artist. <laughs> no, no, that was my mom's handwriting. That's probably one of my most favorite, um, escort table setting things that I've, that I've ever seen. We'll yeah. post it. We posted it, but I'll post it again. Yeah, we should post it because it had it was like on a really cool um, old school like uh, wagon, and then we had the florist kind of drape over some really cool um, florals. Yeah, I, I would say you had this um, wagon, like you said, but it is important to know if you want to do something that is like a big install or a big piece of something that's going to have all the escort cards, whether. They're on there. People take them off and bring them to their seat, or they just look and go, "Great, I'm at table five. Um, that's important to note. Figure out the, the difference between what you actually want. But you do need to know: Do you need an easel? Does the venue have an easel? Is there somewhere yeah. to prop this up? I've definitely gotten into situations where I'm like, "Where are we going to lean this against?" Or this yeah. is clear, and this is up against a white wall. This is not going to be seen. So really, to think through the logistic of the escort table piece because it's already like hurting cats and it's such a difficult thing. Okay. Decor in general. I think you can save here. I agree. How do you feel like you saved? What more could you have done if you had like a crazy unlimited decor budget at your wedding? 
Well, I sourced everything. And I think we talked about that when we were in like one of our first episodes of like ways that you can be like budget savvy. I went and I like bulk purchase everything rather than like sometimes your florist or the venue will be like, well, you can have this and you can rent it for like X amount. Now I own everything. And like, do I need a hundred candlesticks? Probably not, but I have them. Um, but it was way cheaper to, to do that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's ways to navigate around it and be careful and um, not have someone not like pay the florist to bring everything in. Yeah. Right. Great. Um, centerpieces. Safe. So this kind of folds up to, for me to florals, I, I would think, right? So like I would say splurge if you want, because that's, that's what I did. And that, you know, that's just my recommendation. But yeah, I think it could go either way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's nice ways to not splurge that you that don't require splurge yeah okay transportation save splurge okay so as someone who is god willing getting married in the warmer months i would love nothing more than to put everyone on a school bus i think it's like kitschy and like whatever it's fine but we kept saying school buses most of the time are not air conditioned we would be kicking off our wedding day with people coming in hot and miserable. And then it's like, welcome to our wedding. You know, like I know how uncomfortable I am if I like start to sweat in a nice dress or then my hair starts getting curly. You know, I just think that unfortunately, because this stinks to have to spend money on, but like transportation logistically makes a wedding easier. Thinking about if you need a certain level of transportation based on when your wedding is, is important. Okay, that's fair. So when I was thinking of this, I was thinking of like, you know how people get like the ridiculous car for just like the groom and the bride. Like I didn't do that. We got one of those like, um, what, uh, not a school bus, but what's the, the like a. Like a coach bus coach bus so uh, in my head coach bus was was a splurge that shows how cheap oh. i am <laughs> but um yeah no no you're right i i don't think you need to do like some crazy private car unless like maybe you're car people you know like i sure, we have a couple sure. coming up that like he always had like fancy cool cars in college so if they do something like that like that fits for them like right. tony and i like would roll up in my subaru forester and be totally <laughs> fine <laughs> No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't think you need an extravagant getaway car. I actually loved being part of like the the bus back. It reminded me of like Manhattanville days where yeah. everyone's just screaming and <laughs> I love that. Okay, hotel. Safe. Safe, safe. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not like a sketchy seventy dollar motel. I don't think you need to do something crazy expensive. It also kind of puts people out. Um, yes. And if you are getting married at like an expensive hotel or you want to stay in the expensive hotel, that's your own prerogative. You need to offer like uh, a cheaper option as well. Agreed. Okay. Honeymoon. Splurge. Splurge. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> your first vacation as a married couple, like go all out. Yeah, I think it's worth it. And you know, my brother's wedding advice has always been, wedding planning advice has always been make the decisions on the honeymoon early because as you keep getting money taken out of your bank account and you are like, your budget is dwindling, it's very easy 
And he said they would have said, you know, maybe we don't need to go so crazy or like only do seven days instead of like two weeks, you know? So I think it's important to lock it in early. And even though, even if it's hard to stomach, like it's a trip. Yeah. And you're also, I mean, I, I feel like this is a topic onto itself, but you're also just going to need a break. Like after all of this, it's just so overwhelming all, you know, you need a break to just kind of like come down from like the craziness of the planning and the wedding in general. So mm-hmm. bridesmaid dresses. Safe. Safe. Yeah. I think again, there are nicer options that don't have to be disgusting material. Those definitely exist. Um, but you don't need to do $500 dresses. Yeah. And I think this goes back to like what we were saying about the bachelorette, right? So if you want to do something extravagant, if there's a dress that you absolutely love, go for it. But know that you're, you're pro- like, you should be contributing a little bit towards that then because you, you can't ask your bridesmaids to be paying all this money for, for your wedding. Um, I just, I don't think it's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that same vein, if you do something expensive or if it's some type of fancy designer that's not necessarily a bridesmaid dress designer, there runs the risk of not every size being available. And that's just plain unfair to different bodied people. Um, You know, so something like leading ladies who we love, um, they have inclusive sizes, that material is of quality, the color is of quality. um, And so there are there are inexpensive options that can be great. Okay, hair and makeup. Save. I was gonna say splurge. Yeah. It's one of those like, you don't want to do like, someone who like has watched a couple of YouTube videos, but you don't need the Kardashians makeup artist, you know? Right. And where do you want the Kardashians makeup artist? True. You said it, not me. (laughs) Anyways. um, I think this kind of goes back to our conversation with photographer, right? There are so many makeup artists, so many hair stylists out there at every level that if you find something that you want, you're going to do trials anyway. So that's like the whole point of the trials is to make sure that you like everything. And um, so I think that you can find something within any budget and be happy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Scoops and tuxes. Safe. Now, question is this the groom's suit or the groomsmen suits oh good question um let's do one at a time what do we think about groom suits splurge like, i don't know if my answer is going to change safe okay but groomsmen are you what's your safe. oh so, okay so i think that there again are options that like men are so lucky they can rent something you know, and it'd be like just as good and just as nice. Like I've seen countless men grooms in like really nice suits and you never would have known that they were rented or anything like that. Yeah. I think, and I'm just kind of going off of like what we did with Joel, like Joel has like his wedding suit that like is, was like made for him. I mean, he can't get something off the rack and it fit him. That's what I mean to say. Um, so we got it tailored to him, specifically to him. And the suit just works for him. And it's something that he'll always have, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Getting it tailored perfectly to you is important. If you are someone who is like off the rack, like always size, whatever, great. Like there are some women and some men that 
have that gift. And if you're not, and it's your wedding, yeah, you should do your research, get something perfectly tailored to you. And you are going to hopefully wear it again. Mm -hmm. Agreed. There, we planned everyone's wedding. There it is. All done. (laughs) Check. On to the next. (laughs) Yeah, so I think like all this is to say, which is my new favorite phrase for some reason these days, is that, yes, the first layer is you figure out what you want to splurge on. And then you can figure out inexpensive ways and cost-effective ways to save on things that you don't want to splurge on, but you still feel like you need, you know? Yep. Completely agreed. So what's going on with Mary? Okay. So I had a future Mary bride reach out and she said, just simply, what do you need from me? And I said, oh, like, as I always say, um, I am here. We are here to provide advice and be the recipient of any venting you need to do or anything like that. But the biggest thing will be a bit closer to your wedding. You will be filling out everything and all of your wishes and all of your vendor contacts and everything that I'm going to need to know and our team is going to need to know a bit closer to your wedding. So the biggest thing it's like, that and I've had a couple of people say this of like, what are you gonna need from us as the couple? And it really is just let me help you, you know, help me help you. We want sure. to know what you envision for the weekend and your decisions. And if you have decisions that you can't figure out, there we always talk about decision fatigue, which is a real, real thing with wedding planning. Um, but anything that you do know, if you're a decisive couple, if if parents are weighing in or bridal party is weighing in on something, let us know those decisions. Earlier, the better. You know, we we do this system with um, a Google Sheet and we have it divided up by tab. We send examples and we have people kind of kick them off themselves with planning um, every minute by minute. And then we sit down with you closer to your wedding and go through everything. So when you have decisions made, let let your people know. You know, I think that's how you can be a good client to all these vendors that you are hiring. Um, anyone that you're not communicating with, um, you run the risk of them kind of running wild. And I think that was one of our one of our biggest wedding regrets in that episode. Someone said, I wish I gave the DJ a little bit more direction. By all means, you can not say anything to your DJ and then just like tell them what they ask. Like, um, first dance or parent dances or anything else like that. But if you don't want to micromanage, fine. But you do run the risk of people kind of doing whatever they want to do. So communicating to the level that you want and need with your vendors will ensure your happiness in someone you've hired. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Do you feel like there was someone that you were like closest in contact with? I'm assuming it was probably your coordinator, but like anyone else that you felt like you were really close in contact with, like throughout your planning process? Um, no, besides you, that was, that was really it. Yeah. I, the, I mean, I'm not even just saying this cause we're, you know, here, but like the coordinator is going to be like your, your go-to person, um, throughout the planning process as you get closer, obviously an end day of, um, you know, like they're your eyes. And I know we've said this so many times, but your where your eyes on the ground and making sure that everything's possible. So the more that we coordinate prior to then, um, the better it'll be. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Get Mary. Please follow us on social media at Mary by Mia. Rate us in the podcast app and let us know what you want to hear about next. Thanks so much for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.